You are now listening to The Efficacy of Truth with Brother Woods here on At A Church Radio. Praise the Lord. Welcome to At A Church Radio. This is the Efficacy of Truth for today, June 8th, 2022. So good to have you join us today. I am joined in the studio here today. Of course, I'm Sam, normally producing behind the console here. I've got Brother Woods here and Pastor Stephen Grant. So good to have both of you in studio today. Amen. Amen. Honored to be with illustrious brethren. (laughs) Praise God. Praise Praise God. God. I'm so glad to have... um, have everyone here in the studio today, and and uh, it seems like I, I just I look forward to this every week. I look forward to Amen. getting together and just spending some focused, concentrated time. You know, and when you get in the studio, you're trying to block out all the outside noise, literally on purpose. So <laughs> it's kind of nice to take a moment, yes, just kind sir, of man. focus yes. in and yes, kind of sir. you know sequester yourself, even if just for a few minutes, and just kind of focus yes, in sir. on some thoughts and hear what the Lord has uh, for us and what He's put on our hearts and. Um, so I'm always I always enjoy this and and I appreciate We're in the Holy Ghost cocoon. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 So I always appreciate what the Lord's what the Lord brings forth. You got something on your mind today, brother? Um, brother Sam, <clears throat> um, uh, talking with your pastor earlier, and uh, we uh, we really went to some pretty in depth conversation last week. It was it was very good, very good. We we had a lot of material that we mm-hmm. uh, drew from, but the essence of it, the essence of it is and always will be the Word of God and the things that the Word of God is made manifest. Right. And we, we talked about how a lot of people uh, all over the world try to discount the Word of God as being the ultimate of truth. Mm-hmm. And we see that uh, every day is being proven more and more God is the <laughs> ultimate of truth. Because yes. what he says will always stand. Right. And anything yeah. or anybody or any anybody, any establishment, any lawmaker, anyone that wants to try to deviate from what God has spoken mm-hmm. and does say of the Lord in the beginning r- runs amok and runs the risk of really upsetting everything out of balance. And that's what yeah. we talked about. And we were focus- focusing on children uh, yeah. last week and the ramifications of all the things that are thrown out of balance when children are either misused or not considered or not taken into the equation as what the family unit is all about and how much of a role it plays in world events even today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of gave the pastor an insight, uh, Brother Sam, as we had a couple of scriptures last week, uh, Proverbs uh, 20 and 11, Proverbs 22 and 6, and also uh, we looked at uh, Matthew 7 and 16. So, uh, uh, without any further ado, I like uh, Pastor Stephen to kind of elaborate on what he has on his mind, what mm. God has given him. Mm. The first thing um, that comes immediately to mind is I was given a uh, a note that one of the the small Sunday school children, her name is uh, Justice, and uh, Brother Sam and Brother Mark have been faithful to drive the church bus and pick these children up. They come from a very um, I want to. I want to say this in the right way. They, they come from a, a home, a, a single parent home, a single parent family, um, and they there's 
I think that how many of the children are there altogether, Sam? Like seven? That's a good question. <laughs> there's, I, a, there's a hand, good handful of them. I, I think there's like six or seven children mm-hmm. in the family, and they've. I know the mom is working a couple different jobs. Mm-hmm. I've talked to her on a, a few occasions. We've tried to get her to come to the to the church, and she said, "Pastor, I just you know between working two jobs and mm-hmm. just can't find the time to 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 make it." Um, come from very. Um, from very challenging circumstances there uh mom doing everything she can to keep food on the table and uh, i know what their oldest sibling had actually spent some time in a place called daymar um and i didn't i had no clue what it even was now i saw all the billboards um there's a massive marketing campaign that went forth um i think it started in 2021 maybe even 2020 where they there's this big push hiring push and uh their slogan was we're hiring tough people with big hearts and i saw all these billboards for daymar perhaps some of you have seen it as well mm. around the city i never knew what it was um until this young man um the their oldest sibling we heard that he was there in one of the facilities and apparently it's a a program uh for troubled children mm. uh where they can go and and parents can either uh, refer their children there or they can be referred through like um, the Department of Child Services and other, you know, professional organizations. But this family is just, uh, you know, presented with numerous challenges. And, mm-hmm. and uh, thank God for a church that is that is uh, and thank God for leadership Amen. in a church that's willing to go after these children. And she had slipped me justice um, there. She's one of uh Two, she's a, she's got a twin, Justice and Journey, and Justice had slipped me this note after church. She said, "Here, Pastor, I want to give you this note," and I had said, "Oh, thank you, you know," and I put it in my pocket and didn't really, uh, you know, and I had meant to, to read it, and then then you know things happened, yeah. and I got distracted. Well, the other day I was I had put the suit on and I've reached in my pocket and I was like, "Oh, I pulled it out," and there was that note. So I took a moment to read it and. Um, as I began to read it, I mean, really just kind of became emotional because of, you know, in her own little heart and, and her way of, of expressing herself. Uh, she said, I, I want to thank you for um, I want to thank you in Jesus. Mm. Um, and so the in the in the the uh, without uh-huh. going into detail. Uh-huh. And I mean, it was a fairly long note for a young child. But, mm-hmm. you know, clearly she's. Um, feeling the presence of the Lord when she comes here and we have no clue what kind of uh, battles they face at home, those children. And so for them to have a safe place where they can come and know that, that, that the people here love them and that not only do the people here love them, but most importantly, they can come here and feel the love of Jesus is very touching. And, um, in a world where children are Ooh. forgotten, yeah, um, largely forgotten, especially in these single family home, or single parent uh, families where, you know, you have uh, um, parents that are just trying to do their best. Uh, thank you. Um, you know, to, to uh, just to make it and uh, to, yeah. to just provide the bare necessities of life. Oh, yes. you know, the, yes. the nourishment, um, you, uh, housing, you know, roof over their head, someplace warm to sleep. Um, you know, it's, they're just forgotten and, and uh, parents being pulled in all different directions. You know, we cannot forget, we cannot forget the children. 
We cannot forget right. our children. Right. They are Amen. the next generation. And uh, I know brother teachers said it often, but they are our most uh, precious resource. Um, and they are the church of tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's really heartbreaking to see how they're, they are being left behind um, and just being given over to, uh, to these devices of the enemy. Mm -hmm. And uh, essentially what I feel I mean, I, I don't see it. I can't see it any other way, but to say that our children are being brainwashed yeah. by the, the things that they continually see and that they're con continuously feeding on uh, the things that are, that are, they're being raised by, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's uh, there's a lot to be said for um, the things that we give our children to like entertainment wise, you know, and I think, I know it's really easy as a parent for you to just, you know, give your child a, 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 a smart device that's connected to the internet. But I would be, if I, I would be so cautious and be so careful uh, about what you let your children get into, yeah. you know, because yeah. there's, there's a lot of uh, predatory evil um, out Amen. there. And just to see that the, um, you know, when, when we study and even scientists that, you know, in their studies and findings have found that the more you see, um, you know, uh, uh, themes and associated ideas, it begins to uh, program your way, your worldview, mm -hmm. your way of viewing so the true. world. So true. And I, so I, true. I truly believe that, that our our next generation has been given um whole hog i mean that like the whole thing like they they they've been given over um uh, completely mm. to um to being raised by uh the internet yep and yeah, uh yeah. there are into and by the the apps on the smartphones and mm -hmm. um that we've got to we've got to wake up and realize what time it is and retake control of of our shaping our children's uh world views Amen. instead Amen. of allowing those things Amen. to and just giving them over to haphazardly to right. um these outside uh voices and influences and uh, many of which are not godly at right. all um they're in fact and they're being inspired by uh, demonic spirits mm -hmm. that are seeking to destroy our children. And I, you know, this, this whole thing recently with the shooting in Uvalde, I thought about it, you know, this, this young man that committed that crime um, and how awful, how awful, you know, and to think about the more you actually stop and think about that, how that unfolded and even the amount of time that he was in the school with those children and able to terrorize those children and traumatize those children, the, the children that survived that incident, they will never be never the be, same. Never be the same. They will never be the same. Anybody that yeah. encountered that child, I, I'd say child and, and, and how much more traumatic for, for a child, but both children and adults that were impacted, they'll never be the same. Mm. And I thought about this young man being 18 years old. He is, a product of this latest generation. Yeah. And I guarantee that a big part of his upbringing was being handed a tablet, being yeah. handed a, a smartphone and, um, and him being given that in order to preoccupy himself in order to, for him to babysit himself yeah. essentially, or allow that device to, to babysit him, preoccupy him, to teach him, yes. um, yes. to, to develop him, um, you know, that's, that's the, that is the danger of, of this, of allowing our next generation, uh, to, to just 
to to their own devices and leave them to you know works yes, on several yes, different sir. levels yeah. but leave them yes, to yeah. their own devices mm-hmm. um we've got to as the church we need to be involved um every parent that's listening today you need to be involved on a level that you never have been never. right Amen. it's time for you to put down your smart device if mm-hmm. you're a parent and you have young children you have children in the home it's time for you to take a hard look at yourself and put down your smart device and figure out how much time are you spending on that versus how much time are you spending raising your child in the fear and the admonition of the Lord? Yes, sir. Because the scripture bears it out. You know, that's your responsibility. And where are we going to stand as parents on judgment day? Amen. You know, if we have been spending more time on pursuit of entertainment, because that's largely what most of it is, you know, and the arguments made, well, you know, I conduct business on it, this, that, and the other. And, and while that may be true, a large portion of time that's spent online with our smart devices, it's nothing more than diversion. Amen. It's Amen. it's nothing more than diversion and entertainment. If we if we really would be transparent with ourselves, and you know, those t- that time that you have with your children is fleeting. And you only have one shot. Yep. You only have those children once. Yep. Uh, I'm reminded of the scripture that states, you know, children, once they're grown, they're like an arrow that's loosed from the hand. Yes. You yep. cannot recollect that arrow once that 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 string snaps, the so twang of the, so the string snaps and that arrow speeds away from the bow. There's no you can't react fast enough to grab that arrow back and then try to re-aim it. Mm. Same thing with your children. Once you get through those developmental years and and you've had it, you've had those, that precious opportunity that God has given you, you know, that's a, that's a huge uh, privilege to be given a child that that's that, that you must then raise in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Mm. I wonder where we're going to stand if we, if things continue the way that they are and without realizing it, we are, are essentially sacrificing our children right. um, at the altar of the the spirit of the antichrist Come on. and that's that's precisely where we're at and and i i know that's not popular and <laughs> i'm sure some of y'all already got your boxing gloves on and you want to fight um but that's essentially what you're doing Amen. and not just the Ooh. not just the well everything that's Ooh. there on the smartphone apps but think about the just the entertainment that's deemed quote unquote safe yeah. i mean the whole thing recently with disney and um where you know the <laughs> disney the the high sea level individuals executive corporate level that that phone call or that video conference that was leaked where they openly admitted that they are after promoting a um uh, an LGBTQ agenda All right and that now. they're after there's, All there's right. no coincidence. There's no coincidence and, and how everything is converging. Ooh. And, and even, and I've said this before too, oh, God showed us. this oh, to us. me uh, last year in the fall of the year with these, uh, the two apps that, that young people use the most right now, according to a recent study is, um, Snapchat and TikTok. Those are the two main apps that young people use to communicate. And a lot of older people just don't, they're like Snapchat. What? Like they just have no clue how it functions. And even if you do, like you have to spend some time with it to figure out the interface. And because it's totally different from a typical um, communication uh, app. But once you really start to dive into it and look into what Snapchat is, God showed me Snapchat is brainwashing our children to uh, 
be homosexual. Mm. It is actively promoting a homosexual Ooh. lifestyle by the common uh, repetition of related themes, showing them related themes and, and then associated ideas of homosexuality mm. to where it's all the time re- reinforcing that this is a positive lifestyle, that this is not only a positive <clears throat> lifestyle, but this is a preferred lifestyle. Right. And that these the, that the way to find happiness and the way to really obtain um uh, your 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 uh, your ultimate um, uh, happiness and 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 to obtain true uh, fulfillment in life is through a pursuit of a homosexual lifestyle, mm. and all this is happening. And it's very it's subtle, right? Yeah. It's yeah. subtle. It's like Amen. the Amen. it's like the theater uh, where they would used to play uh, images that only your subconscious would mm. catch. Mm. And I don't know if they're still doing it, but they used to do it where yes, like they, um, they would slide in one frame you know where it would show like a, a glass of coke or something that was really you know very appealing and uh, you know later on you're thinking i don't think i'll go i'll leave the movie and go get a coke or something or popcorn but it's like that very low-key subtle way of brainwashing that's going on with your kids yep with your kids if your child is using snapchat it's happening with your kid right my Lord. So you've got this, that these, our children are being carried away. And if we're not observant and if we're not, uh, being, being that watchman on the wall for Mm -hmm. our kids, Mm -hmm. um, you, you, there, there is definitely shipwreck and destruction in the near future. And again, I'll point out the young man, the 18-year-old man there um, in Uvalde that committed that heinous act of murdering all those innocent babies. Um, he is he is a, a prime example of what this next generation is going to look like. Uh, they're raised on, on uh, uh, values that are contrary to the Word of God. Amen. And Amen. they're being so sacrificed. They're being sacrificed. Disney... You let your children watch Disney movies and Disney contain, uh, consume Disney entertainment. You already know what that's about. If you had, if you took the time to watch that video conference between the the executive uh, level management of Disney, you know what they're doing. They're actively promoting that lifestyle to your children. And then if you, uh, with that understanding, if you are still actively pursuing that type of entertainment and you're allowing your children to consume that type of entertainment, you are sacrificing your child at the altar of the spirit of the antichrist. You might as well be in ancient times and throwing them into the fire, sacrificing them to Moloch. You might as well be, because that's what you're doing. You are offering that child over to the spirit, the demonic angels and the spirit of that thing. You've got it set that there's no wonder the scripture says that we've got to keep our heart with all diligence or out of it flows all the issues of life. The same pertains to your child. The devil isn't going to wait until your child gets to a certain age. The devil doesn't yeah. wait until your child turns 18 yeah. to try to now. take control. Right. He's after them from day one. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So there's a lot that, that we could say um, on the subject that I just, I, I my heart is touched. And, and as I said, just, um, it, I, I become very emotional thinking about it because these are, these are, precious they're innocent children in the sight of god and not only that i mean you can just you can draw so many parallels it's an all-out war on 
our children on the next generation uh, abortion speak, which is another a big thing that's speak that's Lord. been in the news recently yeah. abortion where you're killing children before they've even had a chance to draw their first mm-hmm. breath uh, when they're when they're being sacrificed at, at record numbers uh, all because we desire uh, the the lusts of the flesh right. more than we right. want to be uh, children men and women of God mm-hmm. um, you know it's and it's a terrible thing it's a horrible thing and surely, surely, surely the blood of these innocent children are crying. It's crying yes. out to God from yes. the ground. Yes. I'm reminded yes. of, you know, Cain and Abel. And, and God Hallelujah. said, he asked him, he said, where's your brother? Yeah. Cain, where's your brother? He said, uh, I don't know. He said, well, I do. And he, he's, he, his blood is crying out to me from the ground. Yeah. And um, it, it's uh, God Almighty. It's a, it's a shame. It's a shame that we are, we are where we are at and that people have allowed themselves to fall away so dramatically from God and from his precepts Mm -hmm. and from his principles, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's nothing new. I mean, there's nothing new under the sun. You will read about the, the children of Israel, how time and time again, they fell away from the Lord and God had to, uh, bring them back, you know, through, through circumstances, things that he allowed to happen to them. And I just feel like we are at the precipice. We're at the dawn of another one of these, you know, as a, as a hen gathers her, her her chicks, I feel like we're at the, we are at the beginning, you know, and we know that we're living in the fullness of time. With all of these hardships that are that are uh, coming about, especially with the um, financial hardships that every single family is suffering right now, and it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Yeah. It's going to get worse. But when things begin to uh, look, you know, when things begin to turn for the worse, and things, uh, you know, the outlook becomes dim and dreary, and and all of a sudden our immediate well being is impacted. Where we, you know, like the things that do get our attention are bellies our our wallets mm-hmm. you know then people remember all of a sudden like okay i remember where i can get some help i remember where i can go for help amen and so i'm encouraged and i look forward to the revival that's here um in in our people and in our city mm-hmm. but i just it's it's um there's no doubt about the fact that the enemy is after our children and unfortunately he hasn't had much resistance mm. come on my lord yeah. help us he hasn't had much resistance. Help us, Lord. So I, I just thank God for for men of God and women of God who are willing to stand in the gap and, and willing to speak up about it. Um, I thank God for um, you, brother teacher, for talking about it, for starting the conversation. You know, nothing can be done until we actually begin to start to talk about it and realize like, hey, this is an issue. This is a problem. Um, You know, the longer that we're all asleep and and lulled to sleep by the spirit of this day, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing's going to turn around. But when we wake up to the fact that there is an issue and that the people of God do need to do something thing about it um then we can pray then we can see god's hand come intervene on, on, and uh, see the, see things start to turn around and you know it turns around with with children like justice um, Ooh, Jesus. you know Amen. that have that come from see, the, see. They, they're being raised they're raising themselves you know their mom's doing help the best us, she can help but us. she's in and she needs help, help she us. needs to give her life to god and and she needs deliverance from things that have her bound sure. so you have a whole family there that's in bondage but all it takes is one child 
that's willing to come to Ooh, Jesus praise. with their whole heart Hallelujah. and say, God, you know, I don't have nothing us, else to give us, you, but I'll give you my heart. Help us, And Lord. God can take a, an individual like that mm-hmm. and place his spirit in that child and, and begin a yes. whole work in that family, oh, yes. which is what we're about. That's Amen. what Out of Church Amen. is about. We're Amen. about seeing the transformation of life and seeing that, then nurturing that life, that, oh, that life that Jesus talked about. I've come that you might have life right. and that you might have it more abundantly. Amen. We want to see that life come about. We want to see that new birth experience, see somebody born Speak, again Lord. in the, in the, in the, of the water and of the spirit. Speak, Lord. And then to see that, what kind of an impact, just one child, one child. if we can save one, one child, child, if we can do it, one, one child, child, one family, one neighborhood at a time, as the Lord gives us strength, that's when we'll start to see an effective change. Mm. Uh, but it's so, it's, 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 it's alarming. Um, and I pray that God helps us to, to wake up. And as parents wake up and realize what type of demonic evil darkness is arrayed against your children mm. it's arrayed against See, your children not only you but your children your and children. if you've been baptized in jesus name and filled with the holy ghost you need to be teaching your children the fear and the admonition of the lord they Amen. need to be learning about the things of him and learning about his his power his right. love right. his grace his mercy and not not be fed all of the latest greatest entertainment Come that's coming from uh the these organizations that are not they 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 don't have your child's best interest at heart. Right. They've got no, It's yeah. just that they are they're feeding them things that will cause them Speak their on. destruction, mm-hmm. and it's a classic case of the blind leading the blind. Mm-hmm. The one I think it was the 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 um, VP of operations or whoever she is, like the the big shot on that call conference call that was leaked um, from inside Disney. She said, "You know, my one child is a." pansexual and my other child is uh, I forget you know but mm. both of them choosing alternative lifestyles and so she's that that's a classic case of the blind leading the blind you know she doesn't understand that her children are in grave immediate danger right. and their lives are are actually at stake and so then she's seeking to you know cuz what ch- what parent doesn't love their child Parents love their children. They should anyways. And so she's looking to promote an agenda to make her children feel as if they're um, um, a typical child and feel as if they're loved and accepted. But all the while, all all it's doing is it's just it's causing destruction to your children and encouraging them to to walk into that lifestyle. We know any lifestyle that you choose that's contrary to this right here. Right. It ends one way. Mm -hmm. It ends one way. Mm -hmm. The wages of sin is death. And so, you know, we've got to be so, so cognizant of what time it is. And really, you know, it's time to be awake with all of this um, talk. You know, wokeism is a thing now. And being woke, everybody's woke, you know. Well, I'll borrow that and say it's time for the church to be woke. Like the church needs to be, and not in that sense Mm -hmm. to where, you know, but we need to be awakened. And we need to start to cancel some things. Right. That this culture can cancel stuff. See. We can cancel stuff. The church and you as a parent should be able to cancel stuff in your children's life. No, I'm sorry. You're not listening to that. I'm sorry. You're not watching that. We don't allow that in this home. We don't 
we don't subscribe to that. We don't consume that type mm-hmm. of stuff. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. And sure, your kids are going to be mad at you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was mad at Bishop when I was a child because I wanted to watch TV and do all kinds of stuff that I shouldn't have done. Um, but now that I'm a man, now that I'm grown and I've put away childish things, I see that he had nothing but my best interest at heart and to keep me away from those things that would cause me to, to stumble and to fall. Mm. And we've got to get back to that. We've got to get, we've got to wake up and quit being lulled to sleep. We're all just being lulled to sleep. I don't know how to put it any other way, you know, um, than, than to say that it's time for us to wake up like awake from slumber. Let's not be like, like the the foolish uh, virgins that mm-hmm. went to sleep, you know, mm-hmm. and didn't have oil in their lamps. Mm. We have to have oil in our lamp. And you know, I was taught, I was uh, saying last night at our uh, weekly leadership meeting. I learned recently that in um, the Jewish culture in Jesus's day, that the light was never to go out in the house. Mm-hmm. And if you ever walked by a house at night, and it didn't matter if it was in, in the dead of night pitch black if the lights were out in that house that means that the person that lived there had died and nobody was alive in the house Mm. but if there was a living person in the house then the light had to be on and that lamp had to be burning and it fell uh to the to the uh, parent that no matter what time it was and usually it was the woman of the house no matter what time it was even in the dead of night if she had to wake up and go and refill that lamp. Mm-hmm. That's what she would do. My she'd Lord. get out of bed. Mm-hmm. She'd go and she'd put my, more oil my, in that my. lamp so that through the night, through the, the night. light would Come continue on. to burn. And we've got to make sure that our light is continuing to, to burn, on. even Speak in Lord. the midnight hour, Speak even Lord. though it's dark outside and the, and it seems like everything is pressing in. Mm-hmm. We've got to make sure, and, and it, it's not convenient. Sure. Nobody wants to get wake themselves up out of sleep, get out of bed and mm-hmm. shake off the fog of sleep and go and refill that that lamp with oil but it's necessary right and we've got the only way to do that is by prayer and by fasting and by staying close to jesus mm-hmm. and that, that we owe it to the children of this generation and the next generation to keep the lights on mm-hmm. amen amen yeah. praise god i, I uh, as you were talking <clears throat> and uh thought about the many times that israel had been led astray by uh other gods yeah. because they wanted a king mm-hmm. and what ended up was that they uh did more damage to the nation as a whole because they wanted to follow these other pagan religions mm. and the fires of Moloch uh was one of those things that you know who would take a child and sacrifice mm. your only child or mm. your own child and and torture them and kill them well in that respect i'm thinking about all the things that are happening with our children today, mm-hmm. and you, yeah. men- you mentioned war. Mm. Now, anybody that has ever been in war or close to war or know what war is about, it's a terrible thing. Mm. Uh, uh, they wrote a song one time, a war, what is it good for? Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. Mm. But the fact of it is that who would think that tender-age kids are being involved in a war, mm. a war for their minds and their souls, mm-hmm. and that 18-year-old that took a life, and those children, uh-huh. the resulting deaths of those children, mm. not only there in Uvalde, but other places around the world even. Mm. Uh, There's such a thing that they noticed that in, even in World, World War I and, and, and back in the day that men had tremors and shakes 
and they just were, you know, they used to call it shell shock. Then they went on to be PTSD. Right. What's a seven or eight year old, 12 year old kid doing with PSD? Mm-hmm. And the fact that their mm. mind is rattled and destroyed <sighs> from within. And we see the basis of that. You talk about that communications, that subtle subliminal communication that permeates the young mind, that young tender age mind that's so per- uh, permeable and, and malleable that you can uh, you can uh, 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 form it to, to anything. Mm. And subliminally, the parents are not aware, but they should be aware. And the fact of it is that when there's an explosion of violence <sighs> and the fact that they want to alter lifestyles, where was that parent? Yep. My God. Where were we? We used to have some semblance of uh, uh, biblical teachings and adherence to the word of God. Yeah. But everybody's busy with stuffing things. Mm-hmm. And the fact of these children are being thrown into a war mm-hmm. that you can't see. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. That's Amen. it. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're facing and they're ill prepared to fight. Exactly. Yes. I say they're facing enemies they're not prepared for because they don't even understand what's going on. And they're, they're already, you know, they've been in the crosshairs since before they were born. Yeah. You know, with the yeah. abortion and everything like that. They're, they're, I mean. It's a miracle that they even came into the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, it, it's it's amazing to me, you know, because this conversation comes up every time there's a legal shift or a possibility of a shift with Roe v. Wade or something like that. Uh, it, it's it's undeniable, if you read the scriptures, that abortion is satanic. Yeah, there, there's no question about it. There's it's not it's not a discussion. It it, it is murder, and it's it's murder of the highest order because my it Lord. is one of the most selfish murders you can commit. My Lord, yeah, and I say that with full confidence of the scriptures, mm. not because I'm condemning someone, but they've condemned themselves already. If you commit this, you know, and I understand, you know, a young a young mother is scared and all those things. But that doesn't excuse the fact that it is still murder, and it is still a satanic murder. Mm, because, on. and the reason I use that term satanic is because what you're doing is you're sacrificing, as Pastor said earlier, you're sacrificing a child on the altar of convenience. You're saying, I, I do not need or want this being in my life, this child that I have, that I have this process that I began. Oh, my, I my. began it, you know, either unawares or ignorantly or whatever, but be, now that it's happening, I'm going to end this process that's, that's you know, that, that's resulting in a human being that's already coming. Uh, I'm going to end this process because of my desires, because mm. of my wishes, because of my fears, whatever it is. Come on now. That is directly satanic, where you're putting yourself above what God has said and above somebody else's very life. Yeah, come on. That's now. what Satan did. He said, "I'm going to be above God. I'm going to be like Lord. the Most High. I'm yes. going to be. I'm going to. I'm going to take all that for myself and do what I want to do." Yeah. And so that's why I, I can confidently say that abortion is a directly satanic mm-hmm. act when you mm-hmm. commit abortion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be true to yourself, mm-hmm. my Lord. Sounds innocent. Yeah, it's my Lord. Not. Yeah. It's not. It teaches you to worship at the altar of self, Mm -hmm. which is satanic. Well, and after iniquity at its finest. As you mentioned, if they if they make it through, if they you know this child is born, that exact message: follow your heart. That's the exact message yeah. that is then put in all the Disney movies from the time when they're young. Then they're getting preached that. So if they made it through and their parent didn't kill them off, then it's like, all right, well, we're going to get you into Satanism from the time you're a little baby. And it was just the other day. I, I won't go into all of it. Um, we may may discuss it at some point. But the Lord was showing me some things and illuminating uh, my mind on some things with with Disney and with these films that that everyone says they're innocent. Everyone says that they're... And I'm not talking about the recent stuff. I'm talking about, you know, your old Disney favorites from oh, yeah. back in the day that oh, yeah. everybody watched growing up and everybody's yeah. okay with, right? right? They are satanic. 
They are satanic. They're not just, oh, well, this doesn't align with biblical principles. No, no, no. They have been designed from the ground up All right, to now. immerse your child into witchcraft, All into right. Satanism, into oh, paganism, yes. into bestiality. I say mean, you it. name it, say it's it. in say there. It. Oh, yeah. The problem is we don't see it because our standards our standards have been reset. Our standards have been reset according to the ratings board. Mm. Well, there's a G on there. So Think okay. about it. There's a PG on there. So it's a, maybe it's a little dangerous, oh, yeah. but it's not too bad. There's a PG-13. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, maybe I should keep my eye on this one. There's an R. Well, you know, you're not seeing that until you're 18. You know, yeah. now. Those standards are not biblical no, at no. all. No, That's yes. somebody else out in the world who decided based on how much money they want to make, yeah. you know, how much, and that's how they decide these ratings. They oh. literally will recut and re-edit films because they're like, well, we know you made an R-rated film, but we'd make more money if it was PG-13. Yeah, yeah. So the entire that's spirit the of the way. movie that's is the still way. there, still but they'll there. clip that's and cut the a few little things the way. here and there because they want to make the money that's in that segment. Way. And yeah. so none of that is biblical at all. You know, the ESRB, the, which is the ratings board for all the video games, you know, they put on there... Uh, you know, M for mature, E for everyone or whatever. That sounds so innocent. Doesn't E for everyone. Mm. Everyone can partake in this. Yeah. It's like, who decided that? Yeah. That wasn't God saying my stamp of approval is on this video game. Not at all. Well, and it's interesting. I just recently finished a book I read about Hollywood and mm. did some, some research on Hollywood. So in the 1920s, Hollywood was on the verge of being shut down, mm -hmm. which not a lot of people know this, but Hollywood actually began as a, a sleepy little town and was named after the man and his wife that started the, the, the first little uh, community there. It was named after one of her friends estates that she thought was really pretty. But the reason Hollywood even came into existence is because the hills there that surround Hollywood mm -hmm. protected the farms from the high winds of the mm -hmm. desert just mm -hmm. on the other side of them. So the community kind of nestled in there. And uh, Hollywood, actually, in the beginning, they donated... <laughs> free land to any church that would come and establish there. Wow. How many people know this? But in the 20s, Hollywood was on the verge of being shut down because there was all kinds of things going on. Uh, there was rape, uh, murder. There was this one scandal where, and I forget the exact individuals involved, but then there was a director. Um, there was a, an actor that had died of an OD. There was like all kinds of things and it shocked the American public, mm -hmm. right? We're talking like the 1920s. Mm -hmm. So the average American had been raised on this, right? That's the right. word of God. Mm -hmm. right. And so they were like, you know, the, the, the public, uh, view of Hollywood was, exceedingly negative and it was about to be shut completely down. So some heads of studios got together and said, we got to do something about this thing. They hired, I think he was a Presbyterian man, was a Senator. His name was Hayes and they hired him. They said, we got to do something about this because, you know, obviously we're off the rails, which I thought was amazing. In 1920s, you got people ODing, you got people that are being raped and murdered. I mean, you're talking that stuff that, that fits in in 2022, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like thinking that, well, this is 1920s, but apparently they there's the same spirit of the thing. Mm -hmm. Well, these heads of uh, of the studios got together. They hired this man named Hayes. He was a Presbyterian man, staunch Presbyterian. He put together this thing called the Hayes Code, mm -hmm. which largely relied on uh, the Ten Commandments. Hmm. 
and it relied on like obviously that's where they couldn't have any kind of cursing or all that and censored and he said listen just use this code when you're making your film and then you don't have to get to the end of it and cut all these things out of it whatever just stick to the code and then your your film will be good mm-hmm. well that's how we ended up with movies like mm-hmm. the 10 commandments mm-hmm. like uh it's a wonderful life and these these films that are heartwarming and that have a, a good positive message message to them well about 1968 the Hayes code was thrown out mm-hmm. in favor of the rating, rating system, system. Mm-hmm. and then that's how they got around it that's how the filmmakers got around Around producing content that adhered to the word of God, mm. they said, well, we'll just leave it in the hands of the parents mm. to decide what's appropriate for their children. Yep. And yep. that's when that whole rating system <laughs> came about. <laughs> but that rating system has nothing to do with right. this. Right. And, and like you said, who yes. gave them the authority to put an mm-hmm. E for everyone? It yeah. certainly wasn't God. Yeah. And it yeah. wasn't the word of God. Amen. It was evil men that were, were trying to get around uh, mm-hmm. at, at producing content that, w- that adhered to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 And it's, as you mentioned earlier, you know, it's, it's time for parents to, to do their job. I yeah. Mean, it's time for parents to be direct and for them to be dogmatic. Yeah. You know, like you mentioned earlier, you're not your job True is that. not to be your child's best friend. Say that. That's not <clears throat> fun. That's not comfortable. But I, I, I've, you know, I have not had the privilege of, of of being married and having children yet. God willing, you know, I'm looking forward to that. But I've seen my generation, you know, since I left high school and all of that, many, many, many of my friends and mm-hmm. and colleagues <clears throat> over the years have been married and had children. Mm. And I noticed that there is a very, very distinct difference in the way my parents' generation taught their children and the way my generation is teaching their children the way my generation is teaching their children is i want to be your pal i want to be your friend i want i want you know we're going to do stuff together we're going to have fun together and there's nothing wrong with with bonding with your child right that's a good thing right but you are not on equal footing with your child you are an adult they are a baby they are a child you know all the way up until they're even when they are an adult they should be respecting and honoring you and listening to your advice right yeah but that whole thing it's 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 this weird reprogramming and you could, you know, of course, get into all of it, of, you know, whether it's, you know, Pokemon or Tamagotchi or I don't know what, where where our generation thinks that children are not like this is not an, an entrustment from God to me. It's like an accessory to my life. It's it's just a it's just like mm. a puppy dog. You know, it's just the thing I, I my, have around my, my. and we just want to have fun and hang out. And that's why they spoil their kids to death, because whatever the kid wants, they're like, well, that must be what they need. Like, uh. you know. And there's no sense of of the authority structure. There's no sense of that mm-hmm. distinction between yeah. uh, the parent and the child. And of course, that's, there's correlation there with the distinction between the mother and the father. You know, yeah, all of it has that has to be. But uh, that's that's something that I've just observed from seeing so many people uh, that are my age or around my age having children is they don't have this this authority in place, this, right. this respect in place mm-hmm. that's required right. for you to actually raise your child the way God wants you to. Amen. 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 That's so good. That's so good, brother Sam. Well said. Well said. Because you've got you have and the children are lost as a result. Right. They're absolutely right. lost, and and they desire you to actually be that authority exactly. figure. Exactly. They, there's a reason that God set it up that way, mm-hmm. brother teacher. And I were talking earlier. Everything that God's designed in creation, He set it up the way He did for a reason, and everything. Mm-hmm 
fits perfectly in its place mm-hmm. and everything works properly when God's law is is observed right. and implemented. You right. take one little thing out mm-hmm. and seemingly nothing. I, I use the, the metaphor, the, the illustration rather, um, of the, I think it was Yellowstone Park where years ago yes. they took the wolves out. So they didn't want, mm-hmm. you know, people going to visiting and have to deal with the threat of wolves and all this, that, and the other. So they, they, they completely annihilated the wolf population. Well, because of that, there was no uh, natural predator for the deer. And mm-hmm. because the deer population exploded, the deer ate all the foliage <laughs> along the, the banks there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, next to the to the waterways, mm-hmm. and then as a result, they started seeing huge landslides mm-hmm. because now there's no foliage to retain the soil, et cetera, huh. et cetera. So something that seemingly was not connected at yeah. all, yeah. you you they had no idea that just removing the wolf would cause massive landslides. Mm-hmm. Who could have foresaw that? Right. But right. God has everything in its perfect place. So when we start to manipulate His model and think that we know better, mm-hmm. you end up with landslides in your life. Just by manipulating one little component, mm-hmm. you thought, "Wow, how did we get here?" Yeah. I was just this one little thing. Well, that's why the the, the scripture says, "If you're going to be like the wise man that builds on the rock, you're going to implement the word of God in your life." Amen. Children are lost; yeah. they need you to be the parent, not mm-hmm. there. They, they're not looking for a friend. They can get mm-hmm. a friend at school. They can get a friend out out in, in, on the internet. God forbid. <laughs> they don't need your yeah. you to be their friend. They need you to be their parent. Right. And imagine. I mean, think about it. Let's say you went, you you were facing a surgery and you needed a, a surgical procedure, and they were going to have to to uh, uh, reinstall, you know, or like you know, remove one uh, uh, an organ, or or let's say that they were going to to put it, install a. Um, and artif- something artificial in you. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine going to the the surgeon and him saying, "Hey, well, we're going to figure this out together." Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like let's do this together. <laughs> so you think, and here you are on the operating table. So hey, do you think I should cut this one or this one? Mm-hmm. You'd be like, "What? Mm-hmm. Like, get me out of here!" Yeah. You want somebody in authority, right. In right. that position, mm-hmm. when you go to, and, and it works for all other professions as right. well, oh, where you yes. are going to. You don't want to get onto a plane and the pilot say, "Hey, you know, hop up in the cockpit. We're going to figure." this thing out together like yeah. have you ever landed a plane before well today's the day you know and it's like well wait no like i'm trusting you to be able to do that right. your child is looking to you right. to be that authority figure mm-hmm. and no That's you're it. absolutely right it's not fun you know and yes it's the most difficult job on yeah. earth i don't care the the the, the and i was talking to, to sister chloe about this earlier i said from a rocket scientist to somebody who's fitting pipe you know from the from the most difficult uh, uh, strenuous, laborious job to those that require the utmost education and the the most intelligence. Parenting is the single most difficult job anyone will ever have or ever do on planet Earth, period. And it doesn't matter your profession. It doesn't matter your IQ. Parenting is the most difficult job, and it's the most hands-on job, and it's the most intense job, and it's the job that you never get to clock out uh, (laughs) and and walk away from, you know? And so it's... uh, it is necessary to just to see it for what it is and say, Hey, you know, like I, God has entrusted me. Like you said, God's entrusted me with this child and I need to do my job as the parent, because make no mistake, God will hold you responsible for that. You look at, we've, we've, we talked about this and I know brother teacher said, y'all read this scripture uh, last week, which is Proverbs 22 and uh, six, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, we all quote that scripture. 
scripture, but there are other scriptures besides. Um, I'm reminded of the scripture in Ephesians 6, 4. Ephesians 6, 4 says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. If it's in his word, he's going to expect you to follow through on what he has commanded you to do. We're going to answer. Mm-hmm. We're going to answer. And you can't use the excuse of, oh, no. God, I didn't have time. Oh, no, no. Yeah. no. That's not going to work. It's not going to yeah. work. Oh, God, I didn't have time. I was too busy with this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. What on earth could be more important? Come on. Mm-hmm. Listen. What yeah. on earth could be more important? That is, an, that is a living human soul mm-hmm. that was yeah. entrusted to you. And the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Amen. I mean, you have you have you have an active part in shaping See, the world of tomorrow. Come on now, Amen. Uh, as you're speaking, <clears throat> I'm thinking along with that, the whole animal kingdom that raised the young, <coughs> they knew more to afford protection, guidance, and teaching mm. than human beings do. Wow. You can see it. You see mm-hmm. the nurturing of the lions, mm-hmm. the cheetah, mm-hmm. the monkey, all animals in the wild, they have mm-hmm. that nurturing effect. And yep. they take care of them and they pass on mm-hmm. that knowledge that they have mm-hmm. to those to the, those young offspring. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They say now, I don't know how much it is, but I say, you know, we, he's a stickler for statistics. I know you are. But they said somewhere I read that by the time a child is three to five years old, all of those formative behaviors are set. Mm. And what they are in their little psychological and physical bodies is what they're going to carry into adulthood. Mm. Hence, when you say we are not there, we're not supposed to be their friends or their buddies. Those are, and I, and I call these young tender age kids to where that's when those minds are most able to be molded at that age. Oh, yeah. The time they get. 18 or whatever have you if they haven't picked up anything from you there's something that god has put down in you then these kids are on their way to destruction there's been noted interviews with uh, children of uh some wealth and 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 affluency and they had stated what was the one regret because they got in trouble and they said i didn't think my parents loved me because they didn't discipline me mm-hmm. and that's a true fact mm-hmm. we know that Discipline the right way mm. shows that it's, it's just in a child to respond to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's innate in us, you know, because we, we follow on. Mm-hmm. We were raised from generation after generation of some godly precepts, you know, even though some of us was triple A teachers like me. But the fact that you knew mm. and your conscience wasn't jaded or wasn't uh, desensitized mm-hmm. as to things that are wrong. And that's just, they've been, they've been like you talk, talked about being desensitized oh, through yeah. the media and through other things. And it oh, was yeah. slowly eroding away. But if that child had not have a basis mm-hmm. early, mm-hmm. Right, right. help us, Lord, help Amen. us. Amen. Mm. And that's our responsibility as parents. Amen. Yep. yep. Amen. We, I mean, I'm going to cut you off. Mm. We have, since last year, you've been involved in conversations, me and Brother Sam, Brother Mark, and other guests. We have been clear and we have been broadcasting and calling out about this one thing, mm-hmm. and we keep we keep coming back to it, yeah, time and time again, because it's so important. Amen. 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 Yeah, critically important. Yes, yeah, sir. Critically important. The um, you're talking about uh, animals in the wild and how they take care of their young, and it's always fascinating when you see you know the the 
the things that because they're they're essentially programmed, right? You know, the instincts mm-hmm. that the animals have, and so you can see a little bit of the mind of God in these things because He's the one who programmed yes, all sir. this, and so. Uh, it's fascinating when you see that and, you know, we attach human emotions and human motivations to these things. You know, we, we tend to humanize what the animal's mm-hmm. doing, mm. but really it's just an illustration for us of God being like, Hey, you know, sure. this is like you're saying, this is what it looks like when you actually take care of your young. I was reminded of, I, cause I interacted with one of these not too long ago, a kill deer bird. Have you ever seen one of those? Mm-hmm. Mm. Kill deer bird. They, mm-hmm. uh, they will put their nests, the female will put their nest in somewhat of a precarious place because of the, just the way that the animal is. But what they'll do is if anyone or anything comes near the nest, the the mother killdeer bird will get on the ground and will go about five to ten feet away from their nest and they'll splay out their wing as if it's broken and they'll start calling and squawking and act like they're injured, act like they have been damaged and they're on the ground to give a predator an easier target and to distract from where their nest is. <laughs> and what's funny is uh, I had heard of these before, but I'd never seen one myself. And, I, you know, in passing, you know, National Geographic or something years ago, I'd heard of them. And I'd never actually seen one in person. And I just, I heard this bird just making this awful noise. And I was like, what in the world? And I saw the bird and I was like, what are you doing? And it was, and I thought it was injured. I was walking over to it. I was like, man, this bird's got hurt. And then it, I noticed that it, it was, it was down there. And then it would like pop its wing back in and then it would walk a few more feet away. And then it would fall down again. And it'd be like, oh no, I'm hurt. And I was just like, so I started following it. Cause I, it, it didn't click, you know, what it was doing for a few seconds. And then I realized I was like, oh, you're leading me away. away and I turned around and I could see the nest, you know, see. over there. And it kept on and it was persistent and it kept on doing it until I walked far enough away that it felt that its babies were safe. And then it, and then it got up and it took off. So I wasn't able to, you know, I wouldn't My have been able to catch it you yeah. know, anyways, but it would have led me away from its children. But that sacrificial uh, uh, system that's in place for that, that bird to, to, you know, to put itself on Look the line. God. For the nest to say, like, my nest's over here and it's potential danger. So I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to put my neck on the line Mm. and I'm going to squawk and make as much noise as possible. I'm going to fight. Come on now. Until my babies are safe. Mm. Come on now. That's God. That's the mind of God right there. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. No matter what it takes. No matter what it takes. Mm. See? Yeah. (laughs) Amen. Mm. Not we can learn. Oh, yes. Praise God. Oh, yes. Amen. And you've got to have that. You've got to have that that teaching from one generation to the next. Speaking of the animal kingdom, I learned something recently with my dog, with my pet. You know, they said that a lot of um, um, dogs today do not know that what they are supposed to eat and what they're not supposed to eat when it comes to consuming bones. Uh-huh. My dog ate a bunch of bones and she should have died, but God touched her. Thank God. I didn't have the money to take her to the vet. Um, but they said that that's typically something that m- the mom will teach the, mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. but because the, that for so many generations now that the pups have been taken away yes, from their mom yes. so early, there are things that haven't been passed down, yes, sir. but it is absolutely incumbent yes, upon sir. the, the previous generation to teach the seceding yes, generation, sir. you know, Hey, this is, this is the way that we do things. This is how you, um, this is how you Glory. obtain life everlasting Glory and, uh, Come on, God man. wants us to to teach our children, instruct no, our children, and no. get your hands, roll up your sleeves. Sure. You know, ever that's the problem with humanity is that we are so tempted to take the easy way out. Mm-hmm. We really are. We're we inherently we're lazy. We want to take the easiest route, but when it comes to our children, take the stairs. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Avoid the elevator. All Avoid right the easiest way of All doing right things now. because uh, it is All right. you know, that's the All most right. important job that you will ever have. Well said. And God forbid, you know, well you said. get older and have to endure the, the heartache of watching a child as they destroy themselves. Ooh. I can't think of anything worse than watching your your own children. Mm-hmm. You know, that's blood of your blood and bone of your bone mm-hmm. to see them uh, miss out. Mm-hmm. With God, and to yeah. see them, their lives in a in a in a horrible shape, mm-hmm. and parents that have had to suffer through that, they'll tell you like that's that's got to be the most painful thing, you know, <laughs> aside from it, the death of a child, mm-hmm. you know, it's got to be a horrible thing to witness, and you don't want to do that, and then and then to have that guilt of thinking like this is all because I took the easiest way My out, Lord. Sure. This is all because I didn't pay heed to the Mm -hmm. to the warning signs, and I didn't listen to the voice of God when He was telling me to be involved in the life of my child. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's I can't imagine living under under that type of a regret, you know. And um, God help us Mm. and help us as the church to reach these children that are being, you know, tossed aside. And sure. he's Amen. he's helping us, and and Amen. again we are looking at the the dawn of the greatest revival mm. that the world has ever seen because we're talking about the the sheer numbers alone. You're talking about billions of people all over planet Earth that God is going to redeem help unto us, Himself help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. before He comes mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. And you, we've got to be awake. We've got the lights got to be burning, Amen. you know, and uh, I'm reminded, you know, thy word is a lamp unto my feet mm-hmm. and a light unto my path. Mm-hmm. If you do nothing else as a parent, but instill this oh, yes. word of God in your child, Amen. then you've done, you've Ooh. given them greater riches than, than the world's most valuable fortunes. Amen. You've Amen. given them wealth beyond Hallelujah. imagination because it's going to keep them you know thy, thy word have i hid in my heart that i might not sin against thee Amen. and when you give them you keep that light burning and give them the light of god's word to direct their footsteps See. they'll make it they yeah. will make it See. they'll encounter they're going to encounter difficulties and tests and trials and attacks but when they got this yeah they got everything God. that Amen. they need Ooh. You know the words of a of a Disney song aren't going to see him through those those dark mm-hmm. tests and trials, but the words of eternal life, this word that's quick, it's living, and it's it's living, it's powerful. Amen. And when you give it to your child and raise your child with it, it's the best gift you could ever give them. Praise you God. may not have two pennies to rub together, <laughs> but if you give them the word of God and instill the word of God in them, you've given them a, a fortune that will last them their entire Ooh, life. So Amen. true. So true. Praise God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, the Everything you said, Pastor, brought me back to this verse that the Lord reminded me of earlier. Um, to finish, you know, on this, on this uh, really a positive note, um, you know, because a lot of the stuff we've talked about, it is it is negative. It is daunting, right? You know, the task ahead of you as a parent, the task ahead of us is, as we, you know, look to to rescue children who are on the brink of destruction and um, through no fault of their own, right? Um, uh. But I was reminded of this verse at the end of the book of Malachi. And, you know, we know we are in the, the fullness of time, as Pastor said, you know, we are nearing the return of the Lord in a, in a real way. We're racing towards it. 
And uh, here at the end of the book of Malachi, he's talking about the day of the Lord, right? When the Lord returns and he says, behold, this is Malachi 4 verse 5. He says, behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. God wants... Uh, victory for parents. God wants your home to be firmly established. God wants your children to be raised properly. God wants you to be a success as a parent, as a, as uh, the caretaker of your child. And uh, so he, he offers help for that. He offers, you know, the scriptures, there's, there's so much, there's a wealth of information, Mm. uh, you know, even in the book of Proverbs about parenting, so much in there. You just read that and start reading in there and start looking for and asking God, show me, you know, what do I do with my child? How do I raise them properly? How do I make sure they're not destroyed? He has the help in there. He has the instruction. He has the wisdom for you. And, um, you know, and, and and that's not even going into all of the assistance and the help, you know, that God offers through the church. Mm. You know, those who will Amen. pray for you, pray with you, who will, who will encourage you, you know, your 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 leaders that will advise you and, and help you. And and the elder teaching the younger, you know, they're like, hey, I've raised 15 kids. You know, Amen. those are the ones Amen. you should be going to and yeah. saying, Amen. Yes, hey, sir. look, you know, your kids all turned out okay. Yes, sir. What did you do? How did it mm. work? You know, what, what did God mm. show you? Um, that, mm. that is all at your disposal and, and don't be afraid to take advantage of the things, the resources God has placed in your path uh-huh. to make sure that you achieve the goal he's put in front of you. Amen. So I wanted to finish with that, that verse. Um, I appreciate gentlemen so much. I appreciate everything Amen. you're bringing forth. And, um, and, uh, as, as I, as I heard, uh, someone talking about the other day, they were talking about as a worship leader, you can't, um, you can't lead people to a place you've never been. And, uh, and so I appreciate the wisdom that, uh, these gentlemen have shared, you know, things that God has shown them, things that God, uh, treasures of the scriptures that they've seen with their own eyes, that they've experienced in their own lives. And, um, I'm thankful for that. And I'm looking forward to, uh, seeing how God uses this, this podcast in particular, but this, uh, these episodes, this podcast to minister. And, Mm. um, we we're so glad that you all have joined us and been able to listen along Um, As always, you know, you can subscribe to us on wherever you're listening to this, whether it's YouTube or Apple or Spotify or whatever, just search for at a church radio and that's ATA church radio and you'll be able to find us and we're, uh, we're, it's being distributed everywhere all throughout the world on the internet. So, uh, praise God for that. Mm. And we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you come visit. We're here in Indianapolis at a church is at, uh, currently at 11140 East 10th street here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we have service tonight, Wednesday at 7.30, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Sunday evenings at 7.30 as well. And we'd love to have you come visit with us, come and worship. Uh, the Lord's doing things constantly and amazingly here, and uh, we're just trying to keep up. Amen. <laughs> just trying to keep our Amen. eyes our eyes open, our head on Praise a swivel, and, you know, catching it all as it's racing by. So yeah. um, thank God for what he's doing. And uh, as always, we appreciate you joining us, and God bless, and we'll talk to you all again next week. Amen. Appreciate you, Brother Sam. Amen. So true. You are listening to your apostolic radio at a church radio.